You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. What's up, military millionaires? Sorry, I changed shirts. I had to run out and grab some pancakes, as you'll hear in the episode. But today I wanted to talk to you. Today we have an exciting episode about deployment hacking, which is a phrase that we coined on this episode, and you'll hear what that is. Financial freedom and just investing in real estate in general with Joe Alvarez. This is your first time listening. Thank you for joining the community. This podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment. Show notes are found at FromMilitaryToMillionaire.com. Now relax and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's David here with uh, From Military to Millionaire. I'm here with Joe Alvarez. Joe and I met on Instagram, actually, chatting back and forth, and we were talking. I realized he'd be someone that I would want to talk to and uh, share his story with you guys. So Joe served in the Marine Corps for four years, and then he, he got out. He went back into the uh, Army, did a bunch more time, and then commissioned, uh, retired as a captain in the Army. He's done some VA house hacking. He's looking at some multifamilies. And while he was in the service, he earned not one but two master's degrees, which is super cool. So, Joe, welcome aboard and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, uh, thank you, David. I appreciate that. Um, so, as David mentioned, I uh, joined the Marine Corps uh, in 1994. I did four years. I enjoyed my time there. Uh, did a lot of overseas tours. Uh, I got out after four years. I was able to get in maybe about four classes because I did a lot of field time. But um, shortly after that, about a year and a half, I decided to join the Army. Um, they had uh, a lot of uh, the benefits that I was looking for as far as going to school and trades and things of that nature. So I, um, I joined as a helicopter mechanic. Uh, my initial goal was to get my associate's degree. So I completed my associate's degree in uh, management. And then I moved on to my, to my bachelor's. I completed my bachelor's. Then I applied for OCS. Um, but by that time, um, I'd already done 14 years active duty. So I had all sorts of waivers, time and age, time and service, uh, you know, broken knee waiver. <laughs> but, um, Thanks for yeah, so I did that. Um, I enjoyed it. And then it was time to move forward. So then I commissioned through OCS in 2010. Um, and pretty much my, my journey began there. Uh, I, I watched a lot of podcasts and videos and things like that. YouTube was up and coming. Um, all these social media networks were, were, you know, coming in. So I realized, hey, there's a lot of things I can learn, you know, from other people that are willing to teach you on social media. Um, for instance, your website, you know. And then um, so I started my journey uh, uh, of financial freedom to real estate in 2013 uh, when I refinanced my house. And my goal was to pay it off in seven years, uh, but I actually achieved it in three uh, through some uh, house hacking, uh, earn more, spend less. So as I was earning uh, a commission officer's pay, I was still living the lifestyle of being a, 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 an army NCO. So non-commissioned officer for people that are civilians. That, yeah. You know, so yeah, so, and pretty much um, after 23 years in the military, I've reached financial freedom and I can no longer have to punch the clock. Yeah, that's super exciting. And I, a key point for me there, people always, you know, there's this whole, like it's the new like cultural movement to talk about raising minimum wage and minimum wage isn't enough to live and this, that, and the other. 
and I'm sure that's true in some places, but I've found that the vast majority of times that I talk to people about this, the problem, and I say this all the time, the problem is not your income. The problem is your expenses, right? People match, they, they get a pay raise, they, eh, and they yes. use this number rather than like, you know, and so I've been telling all my Marines, like the military is getting a 2.6% uh, pay raise come January 1st. And so I am going to log on to my pay next week and I'm going to click 2% increase on my retirement allocation so that I'll see a 0.6% raise and the other 2%, which is like 80 bucks a month will go straight into my retirement account and I'll never touch it. And I've been telling them like, look, that's free money. Just put it away. You don't need it. You didn't need it last month. You don't need it this month. Just put it away and we'll see what they do. I'm sure they won't, but man, the, the living off of a, a lower income, that's, that's the key right there. The yes. more you save, the faster you retire. Yes. So pretty much, yeah, like, like how you said. So what I've realized is that you have to pay yourself first. So the government is going to get their part. They're going to take taxes, right? And whatever other debt you have, you have to pay no matter what. So if you set aside a certain amount per month, then you're paying yourself first. So you pay your bills, you pay yourself first, and then whatever's left, then that's left for your expenses. If you realize at the end of the month that you can uh, live off of whatever you have left, then maybe try to push the limit a little bit more. Maybe add another $50 to your savings account, right? Um, and pretty much a lot of people, they want to live a certain lifestyle and they think that they're happier because of that. But I've realized that spending more doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be happier. Um, yeah. So you have, to, you have to be able to save, but save with a purpose. Because, for instance, if you save your money, you put in the bank account, um, inflation is going to beat your savings, right? So don't save to save, save to invest, right? So when you're going to invest, invest either in TSP, Roth IRA, you know, some type of uh, money market, something that's going to be higher than inflation. Yeah. Um, so for me, I realized that if I put my money into real estate, that's always going to beat inflation because everybody needs somewhere to live. So that was pretty much my, my strategy. And uh, save more, save more, right? And as you make more, don't, don't have your, uh, your expenses go up with, you know, your earnings. Exactly. So I wanted to touch on something you and I mentioned earlier. So you, you talked about your uh, primary residence so far, but earlier before we were recording, we talked about, uh, you did a VA house hack. Uh, and that is to me, one of probably one of, if not the coolest opportunity that service members have, because the VA loan is, is the super misunderstood, extremely awesome benefit, you know, zero money down on a house. Uh, but you were able to house hack and turn that into an investment. So uh, would it be possible to walk through kind of like how that looked for you, like what you bought and how you made it work as a house hack? So, so what I did was I, I refinanced my house um, in 2013. Um, so by that time, I believe I owed about 120000 And my goal was to pay it off in seven years. I've been reading strategies on how to do that. So shortly after I refinanced, um, I put some sweat equity into the property. I made the kitchen nicer. I made upgraded my bathrooms. And six months after that, then I deployed. So that was my, my VA house hack, if you want to call it, because while you're deployed, 
you're living in what they call pods or twos, pretty much like a barracks. And then, um, so I rented out my house during that time and I was still getting my benefits. So I was saving my money. And whenever you use your VA loan, what a lot of soldiers uh, fail to realize that is zero money down. So where else can you, the only closest thing that you can do to that is use an FHA loan, which is about 3.5% down. Yeah. But with a VA loan, you put zero money down, you own the house, um, you make your payments, and if you have to leave, you have to PCS, which is permanent change of station, then you can rent your house out and do that again. So what I did was after I came back, I continued to rent my house, and I, I lived in a duplex. So I was renting a duplex, living off half my pay, and I realized, wow, look how much money is going into my savings account. So about a year after that, I threw $10,000 into my mortgage to see how that would feel. And I brought my mortgage down to less than $100,000. Um, so when I realized that, then I, uh, I continued to save my money. And once I, I made enough to pay off my house, then I did that. So I paid off my house. And then six months after paying my primary residence, which was being rented, then I bought a duplex using the VA loan. Zero money down, once again. Uh, my interest was about 3.5. At that time of the market, it was 2017. And then I bought a side on scene because I was in uh, Korea. When I came back, I moved into the property. I rehabbed it. Um, I raised the rent, and I lived there for a year. Um, but prior to that, I was able to buy a second duplex. Um, so that's when I realized, like, wow, like, my money continued to compound. And, um, and I, was, I had a mortgage for one duplex and now a mortgage for a second duplex, which was paying for itself. And, and, I've, and, and from there then, it was just kind of like the snowball effect. Um, I was gonna buy a third duplex. I backed out of that a day before closing because I realized that I was making so much passive income that I could buy a, a commercial property. Uh, like a multifamily, five houses, I mean, five uh, uh, doors or more. So now that's what I'm looking for. I'm actually looking for a small apartment complex. I'm looking at one right now in the central Texas area. It has uh, 16 apartments. So I'm looking at that. That's super cool. So you essentially bought five rental units and only had to put a down payment on the last two of those, the duplex. So the first three units you bought, nothing down. And then, and I'm going to, I'm going to totally coin that. I'm going to coin that thing, the deployment hack. I'm going to post a video about that. Cause I had, I have thought about doing that. I haven't had the opportunity to do it yet, but the idea that, and I could do it here. So if I am in Hawaii, I live on base housing and I got deployed somewhere for six months, I could send my wife home to live with father-in-law or crash in an apartment or something. I would get the BAH here. Yes. And I would be living, you know, like you said, in a tent somewhere for free. Uh, right. And so over six months, you know, the BAH in Hawaii is really, really large. I could make $18,000 on housing allowance while my wife lives in, lives with her parents or, you know, or, or whatever, or even in the duplex we own back in Missouri where the rent's like 500 bucks right. and pocket the rest. And I'm totally going to coin that like the deployment act. Cause you're right. If you put that, I mean, you could put a hundred percent of that into your IRA, you could, dump that into your mortgage payment. You could pocket it and buy it. I mean, that's enough for another duplex. That's super cool. 
Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so I guess we we've uh, we have a new term, the deployment yeah, hack. We do. Someone needs to call Brandon Turner. He's the the guy who coins things. So I need to text him and say I coined something. Make it famous. Right. Yes. So yeah. So pretty much in my first. Now we call it the deployment hack. Um, <laughs> I was able to save uh, about forty thousand dollars in six months. So I mean, if you can do that, um, you can you can pretty much do that several times while you're in the military. And even if you're not deployed, you can also rent out your primary residence and then live off of half of your BAH, which is the basic housing, uh, basic allowance for housing. Uh, and that right there would just your yeah. earnings be incredible. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, I've always joked with my wife, like, hey, uh, our last six months in Hawaii, I need to send you home and I'll live on a yacht because I could buy like a catamaran here with like two or three bedrooms, put it in a port and it would still cost me only half my BAH and I'd be, you know, living on the ocean, living the bachelor dream, not a bachelor, but um, I've been joking about like buying a yacht and living in it the whole time we've been here because a yacht, even a super nice yacht is cheaper than buying a house. Yes. <laughs> Like we could do, we could, we could live the sailboat dream in like a floating palace for cheaper than we could buy a falling apart bungalow on land. Um, it's just kind of funny the way that works out. Of course I got vetoed on that. I live in a house, but you know, <laughs> I thought it was cool. So that's yeah. Awesome. yeah, that's super cool. All right. So let's, uh, we'll kind of hit some of these questions I, I sent you. Um, I think the first one that I always like to ask people is if an E1, E2, or an 18 to 20 year old was to walk up you, up you, walk up to you and ask you for advice, financial or whatever, and you only had a few minutes, what would you tell him? So the first thing I would tell him is to utilize the military benefits to maximize your personal value. Um, so that comes into investing yourself, invest in your education, uh, invest into earning more. Right. So in the military, uh, you can take classes, you can earn promotion points. So earn more, invest in yourself. You make yourself more valuable when you go like Jim Rohn says, if you go to the marketplace um, and you say, hey, they only pay ten dollars an hour. No, they pay a person that's valued at ten dollars an hour, ten dollars. But not everybody's making ten dollars an hour. There's people that are making twenty dollars an hour because they bring twenty dollars an hour of value to the marketplace. So I that's like one it. way. That's one way to, to increase your value. Um, so go to school, educate yourself. Um, don't save to just save money. Save money in order to invest. Save money with a purpose. So when you're saving money, um, try to make sure that you have a goal in mind. Uh, you're saving money to put into your TSP, some type of uh, investment, uh, you know, Roth IRA, whatever it is. Real estate, right? You can never go wrong with real estate. And then also, um, I'd let them know to uh, use their, BA, their VA benefits to uh, buy a multifamily, right? So you can buy a duplex or fourplex, and you can house hack. And before you know it, that compounding uh, uh, money is going to be coming in, and you're going to be able to quit your day job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's super cool. Uh, I totally agree with all of that, but I, I love that you the first thing you said was investing in yourself. Uh, I think that's probably the most valuable thing. I mean, investments are great. Passive income is great, but investing in yourself is absolutely the number one investment you can make. It's amazing what just picking up a book or listening to a book will do for you. Yes. Yes. So pretty much, yes. Invest in yourself. That would be my main, uh, my main piece of advice that I believe would be uh, valuable to them. Uh, invest in yourself. 
So that's, yes. That's awesome. All right. So what's one thing you wish I, I asked this question and it, it seems to backfire on me all the time. I, I don't, I guess I should preface it by saying, I don't assume it's the military's job to teach you about finance. That being said, we do a really good job of teaching everything else about life and being a man or a woman or, right. or growing up. And then it's like finance is the thing that I'm a command financial rep. And the people that I see are the people who finances went wrong. And now they're coming to see me. And so I'm trying to do like a monthly, like a lunch and learn and try to get there ahead of time. And luckily my command is awesome and they back me on that. But my question is, what is the one thing you wish the military had taught you about finance or investing or whatever earlier on? So, so what I do wish that they would have is uh, more seminars or bring in people like ourselves that have uh, used uh, the military benefits to, to leverage our financial position. Um, because the military is, is, is temporary, no matter who, whether you're a, a four-star general or, or, or a command sergeant major, it's, can, it's temporary. The longest you can stay is 20, 30, it, it depends on your rank. So this yeah. is a temporary job. So you're always having to prepare yourself for the future. So why not teach soldiers or you know, uh, airmen, marines to to invest into their future as far as like uh, uh, personal finance. Um, but maybe have more seminars. Maybe have more seminars, or or at least have people come talk to them on a monthly basis, showing them real numbers. Uh, because younger soldiers and marines, airmen these days, what they do is on television what they see on social media but what they don't see is the the work behind the scenes for instance they see a basketball player they see them hitting uh, three-pointers all day every day but what they don't see is that they get up at four o'clock in the morning they don't see them you know running they don't see them dieting they don't see all those things yeah. so for instance people like you and myself uh, we've reached a a, a point that we can teach other people and we can show them, hey, this is the strategy that I've used. And we can have a timeline. And some people are willing to be transparent with their finances. Um, and, and I'm willing to be transparent with my finances when it comes to the soldiers. So pretty much just, just teach them that this job is temporary and that you need to prepare for the future. So like we said earlier, uh, do the backwards planning, right? So if you plan on staying five years, where do, we, where do you want to be in five years? If you plan on staying 10 years, where do you want to be financially in 10 years, right? And don't look at it as 10 years. Break it up into smaller chunks. So if I have 10 years that I want to be in the military, then that means I set a goal for the first year. Once I reach that goal, then I move on to the, to the second year's goal. Um, and you hit those key points, key points in goal setting. And, and before you know it, you will reach your 10 years and you'll be where you want to be. Yeah, I I like that a lot. And I like that you said seminars. So this is something I'm trying to get to catch on with my unit. I might end up, they do this like innovation thing in the Marine Corps where you get to submit ideas. Well, this might be my innovation and it might get totally shot down. But I've realized we have all this training. You know, I mean, we have to do, we'll just name a few, right? Like tobacco training and I don't know, sexual assault training and equal opportunity training and all these trainings about, you know, and they're basically like suicide, whatever, like how to, how to 
real, how to recognize issues, how to stop issues, you know, what happens if you violate issues and all of that. But they're, they're very much focused on if you do X, then this is what will happen. And, right. and, and I've been joking about it kind of, but I'm pretty dead serious that if we were to bring in like, I don't know, Jordan Peterson or, you know, someone, Tony Robbins or some, some of these big motivational guys and say like, Hey, how about we do a base wide stand down? And instead of talking about all these things that we, cause at the end of the day, everybody knows that murder is bad or right. sexual assault is bad, it, it, but right. there are people who do bad things or have bad judgment lapses. And we're not going to be able to stop that by telling them it's bad because they know it's wrong. No one wakes up one morning and says, I think this is the right thing to do. And then goes and kills someone, you know, it's just not how the world works. But if we spent more time with like just teaching people, like just do a big seminar and just say, here's how to be a good person. Like that's where I think maybe we'd solve a lot more if we, you know, the, the whole catch more flies with honey, but like maybe if we just spent time saying, we're going to develop you as a man and, we, and don't get me wrong. They do a very good job of developing you to be a man and a leader and everything else. But I think maybe on the training end for all that negative stuff, like maybe that would help to do more training that way. Who knows? So, so yeah. So now that you say that, I, like you said, the focus on the negative. So I, I realized that the, if you focus on the power of positive thinking and everybody's heard of this, right? But you focus on the positive thinking then you will reach your goals. So if you set a goal, whether it's financial, whatever it is, then you're going to reach that by always maintaining that positive attitude. So investment is pretty much being disciplined and having that positive attitude. So every day that you wake up, you say, hey, this is my goal. I'm going to be positive about it. You know, we're going to take losses at some point or another, um, but we have to learn from those losses, right, and turn it into something positive. Um, so if, if something negative happens to you, then you might lose a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand dollars, but it's, it's a lesson. It's a lesson and you can turn that into something positive and you can take that and teach it to somebody else so that they don't make that mistake. But you have to continue thinking positive every single day, no matter what, um, because I think that is the key. So instead of saying, hey, I'm saving this much money, I don't, I'm, I don't have whatever amount to spend on this. Look at your finances. Every time you see that you've reached a financial milestone, that's another hundred dollars in my bank account. That's positive. Yep. So don't look at which that you're going without something you're going ahead. You're moving forward in life. So pretty much if we focus on positive, uh, having a positive attitude, then we will reach our goal. I truly believe that. I agree. I've actually started being a lot stricter on my budget lately. And I'm actually like I got really, really strict on it. And now I'm like looking at my wallet or my envelopes. I'm doing that whole thing. And I'm like, huh, I have a lot more money left over. Even after I did all of this, I was definitely being re irresponsible. And so I've actually set a new envelope up and it's my saving for a new surfboard because I want to buy a custom surfboard before I leave Hawaii. And, uh, and I'm like halfway to my savings goal in the first month and a half. And I'm like, hmm, should have started doing this more, you know, a lot sooner because I was buying some dumb stuff. Right, right. And then you realize that. So you, so you started paying yourself first. Um, so pretty much my, my strategies to, uh, to reach financial freedom was I used a number of uh, methods, right? And I kind of wrote them down. So, so the, 
the first thing that I used was uh, I got this from Bigger Pockets. Um, they have a freedom number. Uh, so pretty much you have to realize how much money do you need in order to live a happy life. So that depends on whether you want to travel, whether you want to buy nice cars, whatever that is, you have to set that freedom number. Um, then after that, then I use uh, Dave Ramsey's strategy to pay off all your debt first, pay off all your bad debt. So once I started paying off my bad debt, credit cards, um, things of that nature, then I knocked that out of the way. Then I started to save, right? And then there's also another, um, uh, another website, um, Mr. Money Mustache. I don't know if you've heard of him. I, so Mr. Money Mustache. Yeah, he's yes. awesome. So pretty much his strategy was to earn more and spend less. So by me commissioning, I was able to earn more, but I was spending less money because I've realized throughout all these deployments that I didn't really need that many things in my life. So I got rid of clutter. I got rid of the things that I don't need and the extra expenses. Um, and then I went to um, also another strategy from Paula Pant. She says, you can afford anything, but not everything, right? So if you want the big house, you might not be able to afford the nice car. Or if you want the big house and the nice car, you might not be able to afford to travel. So I've realized I don't need a mansion, but I like to do things that I want to do in my spare time. So essentially then I, that's what I, the strategy that I used to, uh, to, to reach financial freedom. Um, so pretty much you can afford anything, but not everything. Um, and I think that's, that's the key. That is one of the keys. Um, also, as we mentioned earlier, the 4% rule, right? So pretty much the 4% rule is that if you want to live off 4% of your savings, right, then you can have that amount of money for about 30 years before you start depleting those funds. So a lot of people save their whole life, right, so that they can live off 4% of those savings. So for instance, if you want to uh, have passive income uh, and have $40,000 a year, right, then you would have to save a million dollars, right? But you can do that before you even reach that financial number by having passive income. So you can have passive income equivalent to somebody that has that in savings. For instance, if I make $4,000 um, in passive income, that's equivalent to somebody that has a million dollars saved in the bank, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, the 4% income. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of the name of the article that that originated from, but the theory is that you know, for your Roth or whatever, if you withdraw 4%, then the market, you'll never deplete it. And if you withdraw 3%, then you're guaranteed, basically guaranteed never to deplete it. But if you withdraw 40%, then like 95% of people never lose their, their money or whatever. But once you get into like the 5%, 6%, 7% of your retirement, you start to deplete it, which is okay, except smaller nest egg for your kids. Um, so that's, that's a super cool idea. And I really like that you brought up the, uh, the freedom number. I think it's super cool to just, you know, and I forgot to ask this earlier, I was supposed to, but, but it, it goes into your why, which, you know, I'll let you uh, discuss if you want, but, um, but, okay. but having a, a number like, Hey, this is why I want freedom and this is what I need for it to happen. And then now everything else kind of falls into place. So, right. so, so I have a son um, that he has autism. So I know that he's going to require long-term care. So my why to uh, reaching uh, financial independence uh, was to be able to quit my nine to five 
um, and not have to work a conventional job uh, for the rest of my life so I could spend more time with him. So my why was pretty much my, 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 my son. I have three boys. One is currently 18, the other one's 16, and my youngest, EJ, he's uh, 15. He has autism. Uh, so my children are really my why. I want to be able to leave something for them, a legacy. And once I'm gone from this earth, then my properties will remain here. And, and that will allow them to, to have something that they can continue to uh, uh, push to their children. So my why is pretty much to, to have the time to spend with my kids. And I've reached that at the age of 42. That's so cool. I never have to work a nine to five ever again if I don't feel like it. Doesn't say, yeah, you can work if you want, but you don't have to. That's a super cool feeling. So, and that's, that's my, my goal is same thing. Be able to travel, be able to spend time with family and be able to work on what I want to work on and what I think is important when I want to, rather than just because yeah. I have to. Uh, although that being said, like we were talking about, I still love the military. So I'm, it's a very hard decision because I see the fork and I'm like, I could probably get out and have that now, but I also love my job. So we shall see. I'll flip a coin at the end of the enlistment. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So I, I was going to ask you, you know, what makes your method of investing unique? But I think you already kind of, I mean, you, I think that my notes say you, you covered that pretty well with all your, uh, with all of your <laughs> freedom stuff there. So unless there's something you want to add to that, I think you already pretty much covered your strategy. Um, so I, I guess the next question would be, what is the one, uh, if you had to pick one and you can, no one ever picks one, they always mention more than one, but uh, you know, what's the one book, course, website, et cetera, that you would recommend to anyone who's looking at getting into real estate investing or financial freedom in general? So I have, wow. So, okay. So it's hard to, everybody talks about <laughs> no, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad is pretty much what uh, uh, starts everybody off in, in changing their mindset. Um, and then from, from that, that's a good, really good book. Um, another good book um, is uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller, right? So, that is a good one. Yes. So the one thing pretty much focus up, it, it allows you to, to think in a, in, a, in a way that you're focusing on one thing at one time. Once you become the subject matter expert, then you move on to the next strategy. In my case, it was earning more money, educating myself, adding value to myself. So I focus on my education. So once I focus on my education and I completed my degree, I moved on to becoming an officer. Once I became an officer, then I started earning more money. Then I focused on saving. Once I focused on saving and I realized I reached a certain goal, then I moved on to investing in real estate. Um, and then from there, everything pretty much snowballed into financial independence. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. I'm, I, well, I'm sure I don't have it yet. So uh, I'll be there soon. I, I know this. You will be there. I know this for a fact. It's coming. It's coming. I'm excited. Um, even if I was financially free right now, I still have a job that I have to go to. So I would be kind of free, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but again, it's a job I enjoy. So it's all good. All right. Hey, Joe. So I really appreciate you being on the show. Before we wrap things up, is there anything you want to add? Any parting advice or big ideas or anything you want to talk about that we haven't talked about already? Uh, no, pretty much. I think we covered it all. Uh, invest in yourself, um, do the uh, backwards planning, uh, 
or you could call it backwards planning to financial freedom, yeah. right? So determine your why, determine your freedom number and uh, set those goals and take action. Cause you know, goals without action are just dreams. I always say, I always tell people like learn, network, take action. And I, that seems to be like the recurring trend of everyone who's been there and done that. Uh, so I think that's pretty, pretty solid, you know, learn it and then, and then do it. And that's, I mean, it, it everyone wishes there's a super secret success principle, but right. that, that's it. Right. So. And um, if anybody wants to uh, reach out to me or has any questions that they might have, um, I can be reached at my Instagram is Joe underscore L one. So that would be uh, J O E underscore A L one. Um, and that's my Instagram. And pretty much if anybody wants to reach out to me, ask me questions about being enlisted, being an officer, transition, college, investing. Um, I'm more than happy to, you know, give them uh, uh, information and knowledge. Absolutely. And I'll make sure I, I tag you down below for that. I'm, I'm going to, I have a lot of actually notes that I'm going to tag on this. I got to tag books and, and other, I mean, we mentioned like three different awesome blogs and Dave Ramsey and yeah, it's been a, a lot of good information. And I think we're on the same wavelengths on a lot of this. So it's pretty cool to, I mean, really to just talk to someone else who's done the military to millionaire journey or the ability to serve your country and then actually retire and enjoy it. So yes. I'm super excited to hear that. And I look forward to seeing, uh, I, I want to hear about this, uh, the 16 unit. So when you, you know, as you analyze and as you, as you get everything done and pull the trigger, I want to hear some of your multifamily journey. That's exciting. It's a big step. Okay. So we'll, we'll definitely yeah, stay. That, that sounds like a great follow on. Yeah, yeah, that, okay. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That sounds like a great follow up to uh, this interview here. Absolutely. So, and, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can reach out to me on Instagram also, my, uh, my email, uh, my work email is j.amultifamilies at gmail.com. Awkward silence is my handwriting is slow. <laughs> That's fine. That's more than, so yeah, so like I said, I'm more than happy to help anybody out because the same way, you know, people reached out to me and help me out, then I'm more than willing to pass that information to anybody else. Awesome. So. Well, hey, Joe, I really, really, really appreciate it. I think it's uh, it's almost breakfast time here, so I should probably go eat. I, I made weight. I had a weigh-in yesterday, so I okay. get to eat pancakes this morning, so that's exciting. Um, you know, because that's the best thing to do is do a, yeah. a weigh-in and then eat junk food the next day to undo all the progress. It's <laughs> I'm going to kick myself yeah. tomorrow, but, you know, I, I want yeah. pancakes, so... <laughs> Yeah, I actually didn't go to the gym for like the last three days. I was actually uh, uh, painting and rehabbing uh, one of my uh, units, which, you know, rented in like the first day of showing. Nice. So I actually finished my contract right here. Um, I did it this morning. So, yeah, I'm set to go. That's so. awesome. Vacancy, minim minimizing vacancy is always a really good feeling. So that's exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Joe. The biggest vacancy. Oh. I was just gonna say, have a great day. Oh, no, yeah, of course. All right, so yeah, so um, yeah, um, I look forward to our next podcast. I really appreciate you reaching out to me uh, on Instagram. And like I said, uh, it's a big, it's a good tool to use to network, so. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm definitely gonna, as soon as we finish this, I'm gonna post a story and I'm gonna tag Brandon and you and we're gonna talk this deployment hack thing out. So 
I'm excited awesome. about that idea. So awesome. Joe, have a great day. It's been a pleasure. All right. Bye. Take it easy.